We are family. <laughs> I got all my brothers with me. And me. Damn it, Tyler, you do this every time. I gave my love to Erin. She promised to be true. I went to war to come back and find five British soldiers had their way with her. It was consensual. Hey everybody, welcome back to the College Football Uncensored Podcast, brought to you by Saturday Down South. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me as always, my co-host, Chris Marler. Chris, what a weekend. What a wild week, too. Let's tell everyone what we're going to talk about off the top, so people know. We're going to talk Texas Bama, and the reaction from that, we're going to talk about the new AP poll that came out. we got to talk about Scott Frost getting fired. Yep. Um, we're going to do some voicemails. Um, what am I missing? We're, obviously, we're going to do all voicemails. the games. Uh, we're going to talk about how no one has a chance to beat Georgia for the rest of the year. No, here we go. I love it. Everybody, everybody's bad. All everybody's but, bad, but, but yeah, but Georgia. Yeah. You know, you know what? I, you know what I'm excited for is the the level of horny for disrespect that's going to happen now, which is they're the number one team in the country, and they're still going to find ways to be like, what? only 54 votes. Four out of fifty-five. Who the fuck didn't vote us number one? Say, say his name or her name. It's probably he. You know, it's probably a woman. I, I should have said that part. No, yeah, don't do that. It made the joke better, but it's just yeah. Twenty twenty-two, bro. Um, Dude, how about the Sun Belt and the Fun Belt? Like your dad. If you if you talk to your dad, not yours personally. I'm just saying in general on this podcast. Um. High five the fuck out of him because he had him. If your if your dad grew up as an SEC football fan in the seventies and eighties, he had himself a day yesterday or the sixties. The Sun Belt was getting it done yesterday for sure. Yeah. A lot of great games. Um, all right, do we want to start with voicemails before we actually get into the recap? Yeah, I mean, I we haven't pre-screened any of these, so no, 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 no. We haven't pre-screened any of them. I mean, I haven't listened to them with you. I don't know. I, th- I don't think. I think they're going to be fine. Well, we don't need to do all of them. We need to get into Texas Bama. Well, we need to do the voicemails. It's 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 a tradition. Unlike well, any yeah, other. but we do them at the end of every game that we talk about. That's the tradition. That's true. But hey, CJ, since we haven't, uh, you know, pre-screened these, I don't know when to play these. Do you just like, want to talk about Texas Bama? I, I mean, the first voicemail we got outside of before the games was at 2.30. So that was probably... Right, Rick, towards... Taylor, Rick Taylor makes the... And William Gray. They said, hit hit play, hit play. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. All right. Where up. Here? Let's do this. All right. Tell me if you can't hear it. Here's the first one. Hey, guys. Uh, morning. It's 10.45 a.m. Central Standard Time currently. 15 minutes till the big noon kick. Makes no sense to me, but uh, who is this? I uh, I just went back and, and re-listened to to Marler's Texas hate speech from the from the last podcast, just to get a little you know a little extra fired up, and uh, you know it, it made me regret not um not doing more this past week for for Texas hate week. Uh, you know, being a Bama fan, being an SEC fan, I think I think all SEC fans genuinely hate Texas with a burning passion, and I actually 
I actually live by a lot of LSU fans. And so uh, from, you know, that fiasco like two, three years ago, uh, everybody around me hates Texas just as much as I do. And so I could have been doing so much more. I could have been flashing horns down to everybody uh, who I saw. I could have been changing my Instagram bio, my Facebook, you know, ev- everything. I could have been doing so much more, and it made me regret not doing so much more. But you know what? That just means that Saban and the boys are going to have to handle it, and I think they will. I think they're going to do fantastic. I'm going to try to give you guys a call back again after the game. And, uh, and yeah, roll tide, and, of course, horns down. Let's go, baby. I love it. I love it. So, you know, you know what sucks, too, is – I spent an entire summer telling everyone what was going to happen in this game, and I wasn't far from it. And then took less than 24 hours to ruin any fucking credibility I could have possibly given myself because I was like, book Texas, horse down. That's, that stadium's going to be empty at halftime, all that kind of shit. Yep, yep. It's true. As, a, as Jeff said, my best friend, Jeff Colby, he made the best comment about it. He goes, Chris – I said, here's my thing last night. He goes, I don't need to hear your thing. I've already heard all of your things. Everyone has. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? And he goes, he says, um, the back pedal of all back pedals. It was a back pedal. It was, it was actually like a forward pedal. What was? Like you spent all offseason being like, this is going to be a tough game for Bama. And then it right is- before the game, you're like, we're going to beat that ass. Yeah, I mean, I got, my, I got my fandom going in for sure, but I told you all of like the logic, like it, like let's separate the logic from the fandom, and and that was very clear to see. I said I, I've been saying for months what was going to happen in that game, and I also called it per- perfectly about in terms of like you're not going to get any credit to Bama, like all that kind of shit. But he made the, the best comment. He goes, "Yeah, no, no, it was a great job, man. You put every single you you bet on every single number on the roulette board and then celebrated the win afterwards. That was good. That was really good. I thought it was pretty funny." Yeah, that's that's funny. Well, let's yeah. get so that same guy called back twice uh, oh, during the game, and both of them were over two minutes long, so we probably can't play those. But let's talk about the game. Let's just get into it. Okay. Um, it was a crazy Saturday. Seven ranked teams lost. Um, Bama was on the ropes. They they looked to be maybe one of the ones that would be losing. Um, that game. It was a very strange thing to see play out. Um, Quinn Ewers looked awesome, and then of course uh-huh. he goes out with injury. Um, Hudson Card comes in; he looks okay. He gets banged up in the middle of the game. I thought where the game where Bama would have lost the game for themselves was obviously not only is the is the O line not great still, wide receivers leave much to be desired, uh, but the penalties I've never seen Bama look like that on penalties. I love that. You haven't? Have no. you watched them play on the road recently at all? That has to have been the most penalties they've ever had under Saban. It was. They had. They, so I, I did this stat. It did not get a lot of likes. I don't know why, but it had. In the last thirteen seasons, Bama's had eleven or more penalties, like nine times. In the last thirteen years, they had eleven in the first half. Um, the most they ever had, because because again, we always hear this whole thing, like, and we heard it last year. Right with uh, with Auburn and Bama gets all the calls and blah 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 blah. Um, the last two times Bama's gone to Auburn, they've had the most penalties they've had all season. They had eleven last year and they had thirteen in twenty nineteen. But um, and thirteen was the previous record. Uh, Fifteen penalties in this game. They probably could have been called for twenty, um, as you saw all over social media. I'm sure. Um, yeah, it's, uh, four to six weeks for yours. Four to six weeks out for yours. Uh, it, it did look which sucks. 
it does suck. It sucks that 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 program. I, I hate that for him. Um, but I will say that uh, I don't like. It, well, see, here's here's what was never going to happen. Okay, um, Bama. It was weird because like going into the night before, we were talking to somebody about it, and I was like, think about how many SEC fans are pulling for Bama, which never happens, right? That's how unlikable Texas is. Um, that being said, the moment that game started, you saw a shift in that. And the only way that that was going to continue was if Bama dominated. But what was never going to happen in this game, what was never going to happen, especially from a social media standpoint, was you were never going to have fans give credit to Texas for fucking anything. Like, you weren't going to have them, them boys play their hearts out and they, they're a good program. You, you were gonna, that was five and seven Texas from a year ago. That was Texas from like, you know, previous years where they, they didn't go to bowls. They haven't had an offensive player drafted since Vince Young. All of those things, that's who, that's who Bama played yesterday. It had nothing to do with this year's team. It had nothing to do with Steve Sarkeesian being an absolute fucking genius when it comes to offensive football. What he was going to look like on script, the stuff he was able to dial up, had nothing to do with – I guarantee you that, that even, even our audience, and we have a very smart, intelligent audience, Xavier Worthy is somebody no one fucking knew before yesterday. A 164-pound receiver? Nobody knew who that was. B. John Robinson, you definitely heard of. You definitely heard of Quinn Ewers. But that was never going to be something where it was like Bama went on the road and had a good win against one of the top programs in college ball history or a team that's like – like you told me not to say it, but I'm going to fucking say it. No, nope. the most um, – no, no, hold, hold, hold on. The most perfect example out of all of this – most perfect example out of all this was an article on our own website that said, we overlooked the flaws of this Alabama team and Tex- Texas exposed them. Who's we? I told all of you this is what was going to happen. We talked about all this all week. We talked about it all summer. I said, like, so what I don't understand, and it's, I, I say it all the time, we're a nation of haters and all that kind of shit. It, Bama went on the road. Bryce Young stepped up in the second half. It's crazy to me that the story isn't – Anything about how great of a game Texas played and how great of a job Steve Sarkeesian did as the head coach of that football team, not as the offensive play caller, not as the offensive – think about, like, like they should have – like, they, they maybe they beat, they beat Bama with Quinn Ewers. I don't know if it's a Colt McCoy 2.0 thing. Like, who knows? But, like, with a backup quarterback, with your best – with the best running back in the country getting bottled up and then going 21 carries for 57 yards, with all of that happening, you still find a way to be in it and have a chance to win late. The defensive line looked fantastic. That program looks different than, than a year ago. And there should be so much more credit being given to Texas than any of it is. It's true. Um, I Sark is definitely a good play caller. Um, Texas lost this game by – they were in scoring position uh, six out of their 11 drives that they had, and they came away with 19 points. That's not going to get it done against Bama. No, um, Exactly. And, you know, I, I thought, to your point, you know, good play calling. If I think going for those short field goals um, when you're playing Bama, I just – that's not how you beat Bama. You don't settle for field goals. I think you got to be a little bit more aggressive in those situations. But other than that, I mean, because to me, it's like if I if I think about playing Bama, it's like how many times am I going to get down to the point where I could score? If, you know, if you get down there and uh, – did someone from our Twitch – what just happened? Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Now it's going from every single thing. But somebody said, don't be a casual. Worthy was great last year. That was the whole point I was making. 
That was literally the whole point. Yeah. Um, nice Josh Pate reference, though, by CJ Clower there. Yeah. Casual. I like CJ. Um, so, obviously, if you're – there's a lot of sh- crazy shit. How about that play in the end zone with Bryce? Okay, so here we go. Because <laughs> that was insane. That was the worst call in American sports history. Let's call it what it is. Um, yeah, you know, that's like, I, I don't really know what else to say about that. Uh, <laughs> that was a terrible call. And then the ref, the ref did like a Dan Mullen type thing and was like, uh, actually, um, someone, someone said that to me and I, I didn't even know. I didn't even know. Right. CJ, you're not stupid. Don't say that about yourself. Um, but I was like, I, I, like watching that. I was like, because I'm, I'm watching it happen. And I'm, I, I see the play action pass. I see the slow developing play. And I'm like, well, that's a ballsy call because, you know, Bryce is back there. He's been under arrest a lot. He started, he started throwing off his back foot, it seemed like, like early on in that game. It was not SEC reps. Um, was it SEC reps? No, it was not. I didn't, oh, yeah, I've never recognized the, that crew. Um, but like, I've never seen those refs before, so I don't think it was SEC refs. But anyway, so he drops back, and and he's like, it's like I'm like all I can think of is like, oh, this looks just like Auburn from last year. And then the pocket starts closing, and you're like, oh boy. Um, and he goes down, and then and then they call it targeting. That's that's what I was like, oh man, that's like targeting and roughing the passer. Targeting and roughing the passer. No, but here's the thing. Also, here's the thing. Also. All the crying that we heard. Listen, Quinn Ewers, I'm going to say it because every single one of you would be saying if it was your team, that's fucking Charmin soft if you can't finish the game. I don't know what you want me to do. It's the first quarter. You fell on your arm. You, you fell on your, your arm awkwardly. Bryce took so many fucking hits yesterday. He took so many hits yesterday. He, he, he took almost the exact same hit as he took a drive before. I can't tell if you're being serious right now. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. You think Quinn Ewers should just come back in the game after dislocating his clavicle? I'm just saying, like Bryce finished the game, he got his ass handed to him all day. Well, he probably didn't dislocate his fucking shoulder. Well, that's because he's tougher than him, and he has the Lord on his side. <laughs> Everyone knows it. My mom told me. Um, no, but like, like you know, I, I it it wasn't like a dirty hit. I and, and neither was any of the hits on Bryce. I'm just saying, like, I I don't know what like what he what what. At some point, I'm, I'm telling you objectively, Bama should have lost that game. There should have been more than 15 penalties. That was not a good call in the end zone. That should have been whatever. I'm objectively telling you all that. I'm also objectively telling you this. If you go one for five in the red zone against an Alabama team you have on the ropes at home at 11 a.m. and sweltering heat and all that kind of shit, that you, you, you created the perfect atmosphere that you wanted. You did all that. If you can't beat them, and you can't score more than once in five times. And you, and you can't. I mean, dude, Bama won by winning on off a fucking field goal. Like, dude, how funny is it that Texas kicker's name was Auburn? I told you that the day before. One of our great, one of our listeners, one of my favorite people, the UConn fan, Mike. Uh, he said, he goes, you know that their kicker's name is Auburn. And then I looked up his his fucking picture, and I was like, this fucking Shia LaBeouf looking troll doll. Just, I mean, if, that, if you haven't seen the picture, throw it up, Tyler, because it is. Fucking hilarious. Um, Let's see what I can so, find. Like, we'll talk about this. I, I will say that you have to, at some point, you have to give credit to Texas. And you also got to give credit to Bama for going to win in a fucking tough environment. Like, I, you know, I know that uh, we all like to talk shit and all that kind of stuff, but at the same time, it's like, you got to give them, 
you, you, you look like Jack, dude. A Jack Carrot Top. Carrot Top is Jack. He's on steroids. Um, that's there. He is. That's unbelievable. There's Auburn. No, I just, I just gotta say, I, I thought that it was a, it was a really good win. I'm glad they escaped. And I tell you what, man, and and, and like the best part about being two and zero is getting a chance to go three and zero. Now that being said, they're going to lose this week to Louisiana Monroe. That's a foregone conclusion. We all know that. They're playing Louisiana Monroe this week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before we move off, the, before we move off this game, what what is does this change your outlook on the rest of Bama season? I mean, there's some serious concerns I think along the O line and wide receiver. What did I say before the season, Tyler? No, I know that, but you. I mean, we still thought that Bama would probably go undefeated until they played Georgia. Don't say we. Who do you have them losing to in the regular season? I said they were going to lose at least one game. They might lose in week two, and they were not going to make the playoff. Okay. Okay. I don't see. This is what I don't get. <laughs> like, like, I've been saying this. If I say it, I'm hedging. If I say, if I, it's some. I, all I can think of is bad words to say right now. All y'all can. So you just you saw this you saw you saw this Bama offense looking that that poor. No, I didn't see that coming. I think, that, but see, here's the other thing too. Like the takeaways are so short sighted. It's it's fucking. First off, it's September 11th when we're recording this, right? Like, there's so much football left. Oh yeah, like, for sure. Like, I mean, so if well, I'm we found out about, we found out this week that a lot of shit from week one didn't make sense in week two, including Anthony yeah. Richardson winning the Heisman. Right. So then my we talk God, about, like, he looked bad. Anyways, he what? looked really bad. He looked really bad. But when you talk about stuff like, well, Will Anderson hype died. Well, you know what didn't die? The defense. That like like they've only had three sacks through two games, but they stepped up when they needed to. They made plays when they needed to. Like and again, like if you would have watched that game, I didn't know this as well as watching it. I didn't know that we held B. John Robinson to fifty-seven yards rushing on twenty-one carries, the best running back in the country. I didn't realize they they tried to. Like they tried to run the ball 33 times. They had 77 total plays. They ran the ball 33 times. They held them to 2.4 yards per rush. Pretty damn good. Yeah, that's pretty is damn very good. good. Especially against the defense, so you thought you, could, you might be able to expose that a little bit. Now, the receiving core is a huge fucking issue. And I told everyone that this offseason that Jermaine Burton was not going to be a guy like, like you saw last year with Jameson Williams. So did they, uh, what what happened there? Because I feel like they always recruit well. Did just a lot of these guys not pan out? I, you know, also, maybe it's only week two, and maybe Texas did a really good job game planning against that defense. Or I guess that offense. Maybe. I don't did know. you see that Utah State lost to Weber State 35-7? to No, they did not. <laughs> Is that real? Yeah, that's real. Fuck, Bama's going to lose three games for sure. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> you couldn't tell me that way earlier. All right, it's been 20 minutes. Let's get on to something else. All right, all right. Let's go. Let's go back to the to the hotline here. Yeah, this came in at nine o'clock p.m. What's up, T. Huck and Marler? Just uh, had a quick question for you, Marler. Um, I wanted you to rank these in uh, order of the most cringy. Number one is AM's offense trying to do anything. Number two is. Alabama's receiver trying to get separation <laughs> or three the lady who was interviewing you on Fox 5 this morning saying let's get down and dirty 
because the face she made was absolutely priceless. (laughs) Nice. So, a great question. My guy clearly tuned in to the Fox 5. Yeah, I appreciate that, guys. Um, Yeah, so that's that's just a natural segue into talking about A&M. Yeah, yeah. My God. How frustrated frustrated are you if you're an A&M fan right now? How happy are you? Let's get let's get oh, out I mean, of the way right now. I How was, I I love hate watching A and M and and Florida and Miami. Yeah. Those are my three yeah. teams. I just love hate watching. Yeah, it's great. I mean, that App State team gave up sixty two points to UNC last week. Sixty three. Sixty three, and UNC did not have their two top receivers in that game. I didn't know that part. You know, so many little tidbits. Um. um they didn't have over a hundred yards receiving or a hundred yards rushing, which is tough to do. Nearly impossible. Against anybody. Especially a G five team. I, you know <laughs> At home. At home. You know, you know what's crazy about all this too is that and, and like I don't want to sit here and beat up a and M because we do that a lot. Admittedly, we yeah, do that yeah. a lot. But um, it's true. They they got beat beat. They got beat beat. Yeah. I so we've been talking about this and and oh, God damn it, Tyler. Excuse my language. Why did you have to fucking say that uh, about yeah, UNC sure. winning a game with their best two speakers? <laughs> What what a comment there by B. Summers. He's nice, dude. He just he is just he's so good at trolling. I, I respect <laughs> the shit out of it, but it's like he just he just sits there and waits for it, just like mm. never miss a moment. No, um, I, you know, like I watched the fourth quarter of this game. I was sitting up there at the Ivy, and I was like, hey, if this game's close, I'm gonna have to go. And Liz and me were both like, I'm sure it won't be close though, so who cares? And then like you look at it and you're like, oh my god, we're going to the fourth quarter, and and like okay, so going into the fourth quarter. A&M had run two plays in App State territory. In their zone. Yeah, in their territory. That's fucking... Like, that, I mean, that is... Like, nine first downs. That. No. No. I, I just, nine first downs. Haynes King, 13 of 20. What is the offense? It's... I, I mean, it's... A, they... <laughs> it, the, this game wasn't even that close. The only reason it was this close is because they returned a kick for the touchdown. Yeah, that's they would have scored seven points against App State, a team that just gave up sixty-three points to a mediocre UNC team. Can I read you their? um, Can I read you A and M's like play chart? Yes. Like, like not like all of it, obviously, but like here's here's their series: punt, fumble, touchdown. That's 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 when they were down seven zero. Um, punt, punt, end of the half. All right. So in your first half, you have five possessions. You punt on three of them. You have a fumble on one of them, and you have a touchdown. Here's this. Okay. Here's you get the ball coming out of the half. Right. You tied seven seven with App State. Punt, fumble, touchdown, missed field goal. They had in the second half. They only had. How does that even happen? Oh my god. So in the Dude, second because they half, had no possessions. Right. App State had the ball for, for the entire second half. But, like, 
punt, fumble, touchdown, missed field goal. I mean, like they just they looked bad. They, like, but like, and here's the other thing too. There's not a worse match for these these people, in my opinion. Everyone talks about like A and M fans. Hear me out. Hear me out. You have married, you have married the hot girl from ten years ago. Right, that has all sorts of fucking issues and red flags, but you you were like, you know what? Listen, I was a virgin in high school, and she was a head cheerleader, and she was great back then. But now, and now I have an opportunity to be with them, so I'm I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna ignore all these fucking red flags, and I'm gonna I'm gonna sign them up for a lifetime contract. That's literally what you did. And now, and now you're talking about like with a guy. I don't know how to say this, but A and M and Jimbo Fisher aren't a good fit. And that's not because they lost to App State yesterday. It's because that guy is a narcissist asshole who is never wrong about anything. Yeah. And A&M is this very communal, like, happy-go-lucky, like, we believe in A&M. And you, you, you found the fucking yard barker at the carnival that was telling you, like, yeah, 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 you can easily win these games. I've given way too many references to things that don't make sense. But, like, yeah, listen, I'm not I'm not spraying Pam on the top of these bottles. Throw a ring on there. You'll be fine. I was like, you think so, Jimbo? You really think so? Of course, dude. And that's what's happening now. Which one did you like better when I said the past their prime uh, homecoming queen or did you like the yard barker? The, the yard barker, I think, was, okay. was my favorite. Um, I, th- look, I, it's, I, I kind of feel like at this point, if I say anything about Jimbo, it just seems like I'm just yeah, trolling. But petty. But for real, I saw other people that are not even affiliated with Florida State saying this. I kind of feel like Jameis Winston might have got him $75 million guaranteed. Yeah, I can see that. Because I've said on this podcast before, on years where we didn't have Jameis, every game we had with Jameis, we won. But that last Oregon game, 29 straight wins. We lost two or three games a year, two of them to teams we should never lose to. Right. And if you don't have a generational type QB come through the program, that's just what you got to expect from Jim at this point. It's what he's done every other year in his career. Right. And, and the whole thing about, well, like, cause this has been a recent thing too, where people are like, well, look what he did with EJ Manuel and, and Christian Ponder. And he, you know, you can yeah. go sell that to kids and turn it. Three losses. Do you year. want to be sold on the fact that, Hey, I fleeced an NFL franchise out of, tens of millions of dollars on telling them that this was a good quarterback again <laughs> carnival yard barker like i don't get it i love that i'm just lbb at this point oh yeah little bitch boy but i just um it, jimbo, jimbo is a fantastic recruiter fantastic developer of talent his his offense doesn't make any sense for the college game at this point. And he, yeah. being the stubborn dickhead that he is, refuses to change it. Oh, he won't change it, no. no. And he's always – this was the problem before we had Jameis at Florida State. Everyone was like, he needs to hire an OC and get his head out of the play sheet. Because I tweeted it during the game. It was very odd that they just refused to show Jimbo on television, like pretty much the whole game. The whole game. And I, I tweeted out, I said, I know they're not showing him, but I know he's got those damn glasses on, half tilted down his nose, head in the play sheet, looking panicked, trying to yeah. find the next play as his squad is getting rolled up on by a 
group of five team. Right. He either needs to get an OC or significantly change the way that he's going to call his plays. And I just don't see it happening. So unless you have some sort of Jameis Winston coming down the pike at QB, this is what you should expect if you're an AM fan. Yeah. I'll just, we'll just, I mean, that's just, this is the track record. I'm not even being a hater at this point. No, I'm, I agree. I agree. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with AM. You know, they got Miami coming in there next week. Yeah. That, that's, you, it, I'll put it this way. If they look like that on offense against Miami, they might get blown out. Yeah. Bro, if they, if they look like that on offense against almost any Power 5 team. Yeah. I mean, Kansas put a 55 last week or yesterday. Yeah, how about that? Kansas. Kansas won my 13 in, in – I would love to know what the numbers were. It, it almost could not have been anything that, that went past the uh, – or affected the the over because it was like fifty five to forty two or something, and that that's ninety seven points. But like them winning by thirteen overtime was. was, was by the way, my degenerate play of the week uh, last night was, <laughs> and I was just I was bored. It was late, and Oregon Hawaii State. Hawaii was down twenty eight nothing to Michigan in the second quarter, and the live line was was Michigan minus seventy. So I took I took I took Hawaii plus seventy and they covered. They covered. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I love they you. Covered. Did you watch the Oregon State finale for finish? No, no. I, I fell asleep. Awesome. I fell asleep in the middle of the uh, BYU Baylor game. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's fair. Um, okay, where are we talking about next? We got we got a lot to talk about still. And we've, we've... All right, we got uh, we got another voicemail here. Okay. Hey guys. It's your local Florida resident again. Yes. It's the day after the <laughs> loss to Kentucky. I started to call y'all last night, but I was fucked up. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I love this, dude. Well, we took an L in Anthony Richardson's third career start. Uh, <laughs> Easily one of the weirdest games I've ever watched in a while. But it is what it is. Well, let me hopefully he comes back next year. I'm not gonna lie, y'all I'm pissed as shit. Uh yeah, we losing to fucking Kentucky again when they didn't have none of their great players there. Will Levis, I mean, he made some decent throws, but for the most part, Florida was lighting his ass up all night. Yeah. The refs were atrocious. I don't know. I, I'm not even going to lie to you. I woke up this morning, I was pissed again, and then I thought about it. It could be worse. It could be Jimbo or Scott Frost. And then I thought about it, you know, life ain't that all that bad. It's not all that bad at all. All right, fellas. Have a good one. I love it. I love it. My, my favorite like, caller by far. Calling. So yeah. great, man. So great. Uh, yeah, so let's let's get into the Florida-Kentucky game. Um, man, I, this th- we should have seen this coming, and we talked about this before. Yeah. Like, let's let's pump the brakes. Like, Anthony Richardson looked great, and mm-hmm. I feel like I've, I've done this to myself at this point, but I, I kind of can't ever not seem like a hater if I – talk negatively about A&M or Florida. 
but, but we yeah. said this. We said, like, let's just pump the brakes, all right? Like, there's a reason why that spread in the Utah game was plus three. Yeah. Which was basically like, okay, the, you know, Utah and Florida are pretty pretty close. They're they're not like this wasn't supposed to it was number seven versus unranked, but it's not this crazy matchup. Florida's got no chance. Right. And it was a Pac twelve team against an SEC team. A lot of times you're gonna favor that that SEC team. And and Florida wasn't great last year. And and Richardson looked great in that game, but let's just pump the brakes. The they jumped to number twelve from being unranked after that game. Yeah, Anthony bad. Richards Richardson has the biggest move in Heisman odds, and uh, and now we get Kentucky coming in. Oh, little old Kentucky, you know, just no chance down here. We're five and a half point underdogs. Look at us, and I mean their offense sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know they had a pick six, and then they had that pick that got them down to like the five yard line. And I mean, other than that. The, and they, look, they, they're missing Rodriguez, of course, but but like their defense, man, like they, they just did a great job, and Stoops does it again. So I tweeted this earlier, and I'm part of the problem. This is not going to be like a like I told you on that article about we over like I'm part of this very much so, um, and that is the uh, hold on, I gotta, I gotta undo this these jeans. These are my my stand up jeans, and I'm sitting down. It's not good. I had a big old dinner. You have stand-up um, jeans? You never seen that with girls? They have like stand-up jeans and sit-down jeans? No. Babe, aren't there stand-up jeans and sit-down jeans? Thank you. You never seen that? No. Nah. Okay, well, either way. Nah. Um, so when I was uh, watching like like the response to this, because Kentucky somehow jumps to number nine, and maybe they deserve to be number nine. I really don't know. Um, I knew that I was overreacting late in the week. I knew I was overreacting to the uh, Miami of Ohio thing um, from week one, but I'd already said enough about Kentucky that like, I kind of had to stand by it um, and just kind of stand the paint, take my L if that was what's going to happen. Um, it, the year is 2048, Tyler. Mark Stoops has won 10 games in a row or 10 games again, the year before. And we are still somehow sleeping on Kentucky about them not being a very good program. I did see the stat that Mark Stoops has a better record than Jimbo Fisher does over the last, like, ever since he's been at A&M. Can I tell you why? Because <laughs> he's a better coach. <laughs> what an evil laugh. You sounded like fucking Eric from Billy Madison. <laughs> 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 No, so so anyway, I, I just I thought that. By the way, we didn't even say one shout out to the Queen dying. That's fucked, man. Oh yeah, shout out to the Queen. No, fuck the Queen. Um, she's like a pretty bad person. Anyway, um, just setting you up, bro. I want everyone to know that you're like huge into monarchs. Um, Kentucky beats the, they reap the benefits of, of Florida being way overranked. I don't disagree with that necessarily, but I will say this: I think that that Kentucky is a team that is like a lot more well-rounded and, and like developed and, and like has more pieces than we ever give them credit for AR 15. I, I know one of the questions is here in the comments was what's the biggest leap you have in the rankings after beating Utah or the leap of the hype train of AR. The hype train of AR is still very real. 
We've said I said this last week. That team will go as, as far as he will take them. He is must see TV, and I still stand by that. He looked like shit last night. He was fourteen thirty-five. Awful throws. Awful, awful. And that that might be a, a, a part a product of him reading his own press clippings. I don't know. It might not be. That's like pure speculation. At the same time, like like he, it's very clear he is the team. He is the offense, right? You had so, a sixteen to seven lead going into the half against a very good Kentucky team. It's not easy to start a, a, a new era with a head coach when you have two straight match or matchups against the teams. And, and this is actually a really, really, really good point from William Gray. And, and I think – I know he's purely saying this based off of the Georgia game last year, but he's not wrong. He lets one bad thing turn into five. He is, he is the guy that, that hooks us or slices a ball – almost out of bounds and then see it's like listen dude just fucking punch out it's a par five and and just save try to save par and get up to the green or whatever and he's like no 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 no, i got an opening i got an opening i can split these two trees and it's like please don't do that you already look dumb enough on those fucking cargo shorts that you wore out here and they're like no no no, i can do this and then he hits one of the trees and it bounces back in his face that's that's anthony richardson he's a goofy pants and a fat ass uh loves golf um yeah no i i mean when when the big plays are made, it's I mean it's obviously like it's like majestic, you know. But oh. the problem is, um, stab myself with a pencil. There's there's too many like I can't remember if it was like a key third or fourth down, but he had a guy wide open on a little out, and he just yeah. threw it in the dirt. Yeah, like it wasn't even. And you know they said it on the broadcast, but it's obviously easy to see. The dude throws every throw at a hundred miles an hour. Hundred miles an hour. So and, the first drive of the game, I. I Again, everything over after week one is an overreaction. Yeah. But everyone wanted to drag Dan Mullen and be like, this, see, this is why you weren't the coach. We had this guy yeah. and you, and we just, I'm sure the, the guy who, you know, is probably one of the better quarterback coaches in the country just didn't see it. He just didn't see it with Anthony. He just must have missed no. it. Too dumb of a right. coach. Right. This is this is probably what you're going to get with Anthony Richardson. I think you know he'll come out another game and and be the best guy on the field again. And then it's just going to be hot and cold with him. And you got to hope he's hot the day that you play a rival. You know. Right. So um, I don't know. You yeah. know, I, I don't know that it's Florida's two and nine in their last eleven conference games. How about let me give you another stat though to to put some positivity on. Where in the fuck is this coming? Okay. Uh, put some positivity on 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 the the Kentucky part of this. You know how many wins? You know how many years it took Kentucky to get three wins with Florida before it took them to do it in a lot. They had three wins in the past five years. Do you know how many years prior to that it took them to get three wins? I do not. Forty. You won. You won three of the last five against Florida. You're a top ten team. You're ranked number nine in the country under Mark Stoops. First time that's happened. He becomes the all time winningest coach at Kentucky as, as well. Big deal. Because uh, I'm pretty sure you passed their Bryant. Then you also talk about the fact that they they have now beaten Florida in the swamp two of the past three times. That's fucking awesome. And and like we can talk about AR all the time because it's like that's what grabs the headlines. Will Evans did not look great in my opinion. Kavasi Smoke had a huge game. Uh, they got the you want to say they got the run game going, but they really like neither offense was great. Right? Will Evans made some big plays on third down. Um, well, let me look at that real quick. No, it was only four or thirteen. Maybe not. Maybe I only saw the big plays. Um, but I think that looking at like what they're able to do moving forward, 
This is going to be a situation where Florida is going to go as far as Anthony Richardson will take them. Flat out. Yeah. Uh, as far as Napier's fourth down calls, yeah, I you know, I think most of these coaches nowadays they they err on the side of going for it because the yeah. you know if you do if you're an analytical coach that's the math says you should and in, in most part I do agree that second one there has to be some feel for what's going on in the game um I don't know that on that one that second one that if you just punt it away that you're I mean I guess you're you're risking the defense not getting it back but I, like you said Kentucky it's not like Kentucky's offense was very good right I mean they had you know they had 300 yards of offense um, so that's not that's not great in today's game. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, Florida Falls one and one. Um, By the way, a little bit back to reality, but I still think they're. A, a, I mean, they could challenge for second in the East still. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, I don't know. Listen, weather and storm. Go to, fucking, up, go, go to Knoxville in two weeks. Uh, do we want to stay in the SEC East? Yeah, Tennessee and Pitt. Tennessee and Pitt. Good game, huh? Good game. What a good um, game, huh? Little lucky there with Keaton Slovis going out. That's I will just say, so fucking negative. But um, I saw this cool stat from uh, on Twitter from Bill Martin, who's an associate AD at Tennessee. Yeah, Cedric Tillman versus ranked teams the last two seasons. Love. Oh no, no. Why do you not want me to say this? No, because I said this to you on our podcast. About what his numbers were against Bama and against and against Georgia. His two career highs were against Bama and Georgia. Don't fucking listen. That's a problem with you. You never listen. But I was gonna go for five games now. All right, go ahead, dickhead. Okay, so uh, number thirteen, Ole Miss, seven catches, eighty-four yards, and a touchdown. Number two, Bama, seven catches, one hundred fifty-two yards, and a touchdown. Number eighteen, Kentucky, six receptions, seventy-nine yards, and a touchdown. Georgia, 10 for 200 and a touchdown. And now number 17, Pitt, nine receptions, 162 yards and a touchdown. Uh, the dude's money in the game. He didn't play against – he played in a bowl game against Purdue, which was not against a ranked team. Seven for 150 and three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, it's just a uh, – Kid shows up, man. It's a big win for Tennessee. Obviously, they were favored. Um and it was a fight, obviously, all the way down to the to the overtime. Um, but they pulled out 34-27. Any takeaways from you from this game? I mean, I, I kind of expected this. I I oh, thought Tennessee would win the game. Yeah. But, um, yeah, what did you take away from the game? So, didn't you have um, – didn't you have something about – hold on, hold on. Okay. Didn't you have something about – this was like the first time they had been favored by like, a, like five points or more on the road since like 2006. Something like that. Yeah, I can go back and look at what it was. So what we know about Tennessee is this. Tennessee starts early, they, and they we kind of like labeled them as this team that is um, – hold on. Are you seeing the comment about Kentucky? <laughs> I'm mean, i I'm guessing that's a joke. No, no, he's definitely serious for sure. Um, oh, okay. If, listen, I'll tell you what. So we got a comment that says, if you guys are both Kentucky haters no matter what. Kentucky could beat Georgia and Bama 50 to nothing, and you still say Kentucky isn't good. i tell you what. I'm in a spicy mood right now, so I will entertain this for a half second. I'll tell you this. One, you will never beat either one of those teams 50 to nothing. You might not ever beat those teams again. Second off, <laughs> if you do... <laughs> 
<laughs> if you do beat him fifty to nothing, I will come here and tell you with 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 Mark Stoops's bourbon, and I'll buy you a bottle of it as well. We'll cheers, and I will tell you that Kentucky is good if that happens. How about that? But that's the benchmark. You set the benchmark, so they got to win fifty to nothing. You did it to yourself. I, and I don't think that we said Kentucky isn't good. I just said their offense no, isn't good. This they they that is a fan base that is constantly. Um, Feels like they're overlooked, no matter what. Um, and I, I, I've told you that I, I don't think that they're that. Like, listen, like you beat a Florida team on the road. I think that's good. We told you all the positive things about it. Will Levis is overrated. I, did he do something in this game that I missed? That I, I said he did a good job on third down. I even looked at the numbers and they were wrong. And I stood by. He threw another interception. I don't know what you want to tell you. Um, uh. Yeah, so the stat the stat was <laughs> Tennessee's only been favored by a touchdown or more on the road seven times right. since 2008. Four of them were Vandy. Yeah. Well, I owe this person a stake for my predicted Kentucky beating Florida a few years ago, so people don't forget. Um, oh, I know who this is. Yeah, you went on Connor's podcast and bitched about this. I don't care. I love you to death. Thank you for listening, and I'm, I'm happy for your win. I'm genuinely happy for your win. Um, and I'll buy you a stake if you're ever in Atlanta. Anyway, um, so, so <laughs> give me a second here. Um, all right. Cedric Tillman, Tennessee. Here's what we know about Tennessee. Here's what we know about Tennessee. Tennessee, we talk about this all the time, how it's like, well, they, they come out and they start out hot. They go, they, they come out hot and they, they're good on script. They're good on the first couple plays and they kind of got to get you ahead and then hope you don't settle in. We saw it last year against Bama. We saw it last year against, um, we saw it last year against, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, I think against Georgia, where they, they scored first against those teams. All of those things. What we saw this week was they were down 10 nothing in a, I don't say hostile environment, but also a difficult environment where we saw that it was kind of rattled the, the cage of, of JT Daniels and, um, and West Virginia the week before. I think that this is a really, really impressive win for a number of reasons. It's one, because it's the fact they went on the road. Um, I don't know if you've kept up with Tennessee on the road the past couple of years. Have you no, I mean, looked at I any of those numbers? No. It's not good. Um, it, like, you talk about a year ago, right? Like, they got blown out against a bad Florida team. They beat Missouri, lost to um, – actually, they beat Kentucky. Uh, how do they only have four road games? Anyway, um, I think this for a young team like this, under a year-two coach with Josh Heupel, to go on the road against a ranked pit team – be down like they were. And I understand they knocked out the quarterback. Pitt had every chance to win. Pitt had every chance to win that game. They had every chance to win that game in overtime. And all Tennessee did was keep fucking plugging away and plugging away and plugging away. And they did. And you got to give them credit for that. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it's a big win. Uh, that, that, that Tennessee-Kentucky game is going to be a huge game. Yeah. tennessee Florida will be good too. Um, Tennessee-Kentucky will be better. Yeah, Tennessee Kentucky will be a much better game, and Kentucky might win that game by fifty. Um, Arkansas. Yeah, I was gonna say Arkansas, South Carolina. Just keep it in the SEC East. Yeah. Finish that out. Um, what else do we have? We got we got to do like a quick run through of the other games, huh? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Arkansas. They, I, I, my call was Arkansas in the over. I think that that hit, so that was good. Um, South Carolina's defense—they can't stop the run very well. This this is what we said going into the game. It played out. 
for them, unfortunately. Um, Rattler looks pretty good in this game, um, but it was kind of like too little too late. Um, yeah. They kind of turned it on more in the second half. They only had nine points in the first half. Um, but Arkansas had 23 in the fourth quarter. That, that's called putting the game away. But Rocket Sanders, 156 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, the, the kid from Bama on defense. Drew Sanders. Beast. Um, sad for Arkansas. Jalen Catalan out for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that sucks, man. I was not impressed with uh, the kid that transferred in for South Carolina, Stogner. He looks like he has cement on his feet when he tries to run after the catch. Did you say cement or some meth? Some meth. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, Chris, I'm glad you asked. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I did. I just want to clarify. I did say meth. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... So here's here's my take on this, and I'm going to pat myself on the back for a second. I said that this is the case. This is going to happen for South Carolina. I also said that I didn't think Arkansas was going to win as many games because that schedule is brutal. It still is brutal. They still have a long way to go. But, man, like, we're not removed. We're not that far removed. Hold on. Let me pull this up my handy-dandy notebook, Phil Steele. Um, we're not far removed from an Arkansas team. They're, they're 2-0, Tyler. Do you know what their record was in 2018? Three and something? Two and ten. Do you know what it was in 2019? Three and something? Two and ten. (laughs) You want to go for a third? (laughs) (laughs) So so when you talk about uh, uh, this team – they're going to be three and zero. You think because they got Missouri State? You they got Missouri State against. And they play and them in Dallas. They play in Dallas and they get Bama at home. That will most likely be a college game day uh, game and atmosphere. It should be a lot of fun. Three thirty kick, all that good stuff. Our Arkansas is for real. Arkansas is good on offense. There, I heard a guy talking about this last night, and he's like, "There's not a starter we have besides our running back that's under six three. That's a big, big football team. So you talk about being like a. I don't know if that matters at all. I don't really think it does." Um, but I will tell you that, like, everything that they're doing, it, you can't, like, reiterate this enough is how impressive it is that they're doing it so quickly removed from what happened a year and two ago from when – sorry, two, from three, four years ago when Chad Morris was there, right? Um, I, I, I don't think South Carolina is there. I, I said this repeatedly. I did not think that South Carolina would – especially with that schedule and the talent they had coming in. The biggest thing with, with Spencer Rattler – uh, you looked at his like blue chip talent around him and specifically protecting him at Oklahoma. That's a 70% completion percentage, like career wise at Oklahoma. They, he had 11, five, four stars or better at, at just the offensive line position at South Carolina. He has one. And I know that doesn't really mean everything, but it means a decent amount, especially in this league where games are won and lost in the trenches. You have to give a ton of credit to Sam Pittman and a ton of credit to both those, those, uh, what do you call it? So those coordinators. Um, just a fantastic job from both of them. KJ Jefferson continues to look great. Um, but at the same time, now you're starting to see this team kind of develop what I always call a little bit of a personality, right? Where you, you beaten one ranked team, and then you beat a, a South Carolina team that was, you're only an eight point favorite, right? You beat them at home. You beat them by 14, probably should have been worse. Um, like you said, you put them away in the fourth quarter. You score, uh, what was it here? You scored 
He scored 23. 23 in, points in, in the, the fourth, fourth yeah. yeah. Um, you double your points total in the, in, in the final quarter and, and put them away. And I think that's that's huge, man. That's huge. That's like This is still a program like, – like, we're going to look up at the end of the year, and Arkansas could very well be 10-2. They could very well be 10-2. This team could very well challenge for a spot in Atlanta. I, I don't know. I don't expect that to be the case. But this is also a team that is – like, they're so far ahead of where they should even be. And I think that's a scary place, in my opinion, sometimes to be. I think it's like, if, look at look at South Carolina on the other hand. They're ahead of where they should be. But now they're getting brought back down to earth. Arkansas just continues to kind of like, it's like the roller coaster, right? And I don't know if that thing's going to come back down. Um, they, they look really good, man. They look really good. Well, they're going to find out soon. They got, like I said, go to uh, Dallas Play and M. Bama, they go to Mississippi State, which I think will also be a tough game. Mm-hmm. They go to BYU. I've been saying all this. Uh, then they go to Auburn, which um, they finally get a little bit of a reprieve there, it seems. Do they? Because they haven't beaten them in six years. Uh, well, San Jose State gave it a good shot last night. You want to talk about that for a second? I got a few. Yeah, let's, uh, let's just kind of rifle through. I don't think – were there any other big games that we're missing? Probably. Here, you talk about something. I got a few. All right, TV, that baby. sounds good. Um, you got this. I believe in you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, uh, you know, obviously, uh, well, Georgia Sanford. I mean, I know there's probably a lot of Georgia fans in here. Oh yeah, talk um, about that. You're so you're still there, huh? Yep. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, this is so. Good. So you're in the bathroom right now. Shut up, Tyler. Oh God, I'm gonna meet you. How about that? No, I like that. All right. That was weird. Anyways, Georgia, Samford, uh, obviously Georgia gets the shutout there. And uh, yeah, man, I know I saw some people complain. I mean, obviously didn't watch this game. I, heard, I saw some people saying the offense looked a little dreadful. I wouldn't look into it too much. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to get up for a game against Samford, especially coming off that Oregon win. Um, and you got much bigger things on your plate going forward the rest of the year. Just get in, get out. Hopefully you don't have any major injuries in a game like that. I wouldn't really look too much into their performance there on offense. Um, Mississippi State, that was a great win for them going out to the West Coast against Arizona. Never easy to do a a trip across the country like that. And uh, they took care of business like they should have and uh, beat an Arizona team uh, pretty handily, actually, out there uh, 39-7. to So, um Great job by Mississippi State there. Going through here, LSU coming back, you know, put up the 65 spot against Southern there. Um, I'm back. Hold on. I got a lot to say real quick. They were up 51 nothing at halftime against Southern. You Hold on. You brought up, you brought up Georgia. Um, yeah. I heard this yesterday, and this is not, this is not a um, Kirby versus Pittman in Atlanta would be a great storyline. Yeah, it was so riveting last year when they played in Athens. That would be a fantastic storyline. Um, way better than a rematch of last year's national championship of the last two teams. Anyway, um, just giving you shit, Seth. So, I will say this. Georgia, I heard this yesterday. Somebody brought this up because Georgia looked pretty disjointed on offense at times, and they still won 33 to nothing. They've given up three points in two weeks. Three points. Stetson Bennett, I have I have bragged on one specific thing about Stetson Bennett, and I've, I've been saying this since before the whole receivers 
shit on social media stuff. Georgia has hit a minimum. Sorry, CJ. Um, <laughs> so they have hit a minimum seven seven different receivers in every game for nine straight games. This week they played Sanford, and Sanford obviously is FCS, not the great of a team. They Stetson Bennett had twenty completions in the first half, and he had eleven different receivers on the on the uh, receiving end of, of those passes. Um, that's crazy. That's a really, really good job of, of what Munkin does. And so I think I had some Georgia fans ask me on Saturday, they were like, you know, what, what, what is the breaking point for the run game? Well, the breaking, the breaking point is when you go fucking back to back and, and maybe undefeated and win a national championship for the second year in a row and the second time in 42 years. And now you can tell your, your, you know, rivals that, well, yeah, we, we had one in 41. We have two and two now. Like, that's the fucking breaking point. This is the offense. Get on board or get fucking left behind because this is what they are going to do now in Athens. This is where your talent is. You have one of the best offensive lines in the SEC, maybe the country. You don't have the depth at running back that you have in the past, and that's fine because you have it in fucking boatloads everywhere else around you at the skill positions, okay? So, like, dude, you know who we haven't heard from at all? I see it. I see the comment. Um, Eric Gilbert. We're two yeah. weeks in, and your potential best player or biggest mismatch on your team hasn't done anything. Like, they're going – this This is the offense now. Welcome to the 21st century. This is what other teams are doing, and, and Georgia is doing it at a level that is better than most. It's not LSU 2019. It's not Bama 2020, and it doesn't fucking need to be because what you have, what those two teams didn't, is one of the best defenses in the country, if not the best defense in the country. Athletes everywhere. You won the first two games by a combined score of 92. Wait, no, wow. I'm bad at math. 82 to three. Pretty damn good, huh? Yeah. All right. Pretty good. Um, anybody else we're missing? Like I said, LSU had a – LSU FCS come out school. and putting 37 points up in the first quarter was huge, in my opinion. Yeah, they were I mean, doing nothing. a weekly. Nussmeyer, uh, clearly this is Daniel. I mean, Nussmeyer looked bad. Yeah. Yeah, so this, yeah. this is a this is a Daniels led team until further notice, but yeah. good for LSU to come out. Um, I've been doing this thing. Well, I haven't posted yet, but I'm gonna do it tonight about one positive thing from or one one nice thing about each SEC team uh, as we go around like the league. Um, you're you well, you went up thirty seven nothing in the first quarter, you're at fifty one nothing at the half, so you bounce back, and also your head coach Brian Brian Kelly. His former team is 0-2 without him. They just lost to Marshall. Hmm. Yeah, let's talk about that real fast. Yeah, are we done with the SEC, right? Marcus, yeah, Marcus Freeman's 0-3 to start his career at, uh, as a head coach because he coached He's the ball game. in two of those, right? Or He's the three. first coach to ever start 0-3 at Notre Dame. Not great. They couldn't, couldn't run the ball against Marshall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so yeah, they had the, you know, they had that cool moment in over the summer where they had the number one recruiting class. I don't, I don't know. Bro, they, they did. They blew a lead in the fourth. Oh yeah. That's bad. They fouled um, so bad. Yeah. I don't know what to say about that because first off, former Bama coach, um, uh, at, at Marshall, um, I can't remember his name, but it's a big win for him. Oh yeah, Charles um, off. Yeah. Uh, so 
I, anytime Notre Dame loses, I it's fucking hilarious. Are they still ranked? No. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Did you see Sue Cravens going off today on Twitter about that? Oh, the SEC bias. I did. Yes. We all we all understand that Notre Dame's zero and two, right? So if you yeah. are ranking Ohio State ahead of anyone, and there are people ranking them ahead of Bama and Georgia. I'll say it, get fucked. Well, whoa. <laughs> just, I mean, just flat out. Like, I just, it's so fucking stupid. Sorry, I should have said you're stupid. Uh, lastly, uh, your boy, I'm not really your boy, Scott Frost. Fuck. He finally, so I thought they were going to wait, given that it was going to save him $7 million, but you lose to Georgia Southern at home. You yeah. lose another one score game. You just have an impossible record in one score games. Like yeah. that's like directly attributed to coaching. Like there's yeah. just no it's like giving someone a resume. Like, I'd love to become the CFO of this company. And it's like you majored in Spanish. Right. What do you what no, you're not I'd gonna like get to handle your finances. Chris, I've seen your actual finances. You cannot be in charge of anyone else's finances. Yeah. <laughs> like right. You have that bad of a record in one score games. It's a direct reflection of you as a coach. Yeah, I mean, you know, let's just see your. Let's just see what you what what you've done. Let's look at the resume here, Scott. Chris says you have multiple subscriptions to ESPN that you could just whittle down to one. Also, OnlyFans. Who's subscribing to OnlyFans? <laughs> it's me and Scott Frost getting fired. Um. So yeah, so Frost I, uh, today officially gets canned. I don't know that they can – that was – to me, that was, like, going to be the best that they could do. Like, Nebraska yeah. – a lot of people could say this about Florida State, but it's like they were really big in the 90s, Nebraska was, and it seems like they just can't compete. But it's like, at least with Florida State, we – well, we've won recently, obviously, a championship. But yeah. also, you're in a state where you can get recruits if you do semi-well. Nebraska is not in Florida – it's in Nebraska. It's in Nebraska. <laughs> so I don't know a coach that would want to be like go all in on being Nebraska's coach. Now you get a seat in the Big Ten, which at this point is a big deal. But that's about it. You're ne- yeah. When is Nebraska ever going to win the Big Ten? Never, never. I just so I, I thought Scott Frost. You know they they had they he he goes undefeated at UCF. He go he brings them from being a zero-win team to being undefeated national champions. <laughs> and, yeah. And uh, he's he's the prodigal son, goes home, and just shits the bed and gets canned. Not all of us can be cool prodigal sons like me. Yep, prodigal son. I got to again. I'm just kidding. Uh, um, yeah, we should mention USC. Should we mention what your good friend Bill Plaschke said about him today? I should not. I did not know we were friends. No one's friends with Bill Plaschke. (laughs) Bill Plaschke fucking sucks. (laughs) You shouldn't say this about people in the media, but he fucking sucks. (laughs) Like Bill Plaschke made an article today that said USC might be back and not might just be back to contending, but as possibly the best team in the country. If you have watched, if your both of your eyes have watched football this year, and it's only been two to three weeks, depending on who you are, and I thought Nebraska opened up the season early and flew across the fucking world to just to fire their head coach two weeks later. Mm. 
and lost to Northwestern. Yeah. And Georgia. You're going on vacation and gotten broken up with a week later. It is not fun. Hey, that is that's a tough stretch there for for old Scotty boy. Um, having FSU has more stupid. <laughs> yeah, Let's like go, that. baby. <laughs> Let us in the league. Let us in the league. Please get us out of the ACC. Um, nah, we'll probably lose Louisville said, this week. FSU has more SEC wins than Florida and Georgia combined. That's pretty good. I like that a lot. Um, uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of hype around USC. I mean, they for what reason? Because it's USC a. They got all those transfers, and Caleb yeah. William goes out 20 for 27, 341 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Jordan Addison, seven catches on eight targets, 172 yards, two touchdowns. They're just going to they're gonna be popular yeah. in, on ESPN and all that shit. Right. And it'll be, it will be interesting to see. I mean, it's not like you're running a gauntlet in the Pac-12. Right. It will be interesting to see what they do. Um, and you know that the media is going to be rooting for it. Yeah, of course. And, and college football fans will be at, at first as well. Now, I will tell you this, too. And if you're a Bama fan or a Georgia fan or you're an SEC fan or whatever, and you start thinking that, well, I'm sure that we'll get two SEC. The SEC getting two teams in here this year is not – it's not off it, – it's not – that's not something that I think that is a very great chance. Right. If you don't think that a – above average USC team with one loss that plays in LA and wins the Pac-12 say they beat Utah and then they beat Oregon twice they, they will get into the playoff and then get beat by 30 in the first round just like fucking Lincoln Riley always does it's fair yeah it's fair at least at least for now we'll see what NIL does for them no, I mean it was a it was a wild. There was a lot of really good games. Great, mm-hmm. and, and remember that the slate was not great, right? And this is college football, man. You just uh, this is ended up being Sparta. a ton of good games. Obviously, you know we skipped B- BYU Baylor, but um, crazy BYU was down their top two receivers and still won. It can't happen. Why are you Chris. doing this? Why are you doing this? <laughs> Were they playing uh, the best defense of all time? No, they weren't. Then suck. I mean, Baylor is like at least top five. You're so stupid. Um, David Ronda, bro. Um, any, yeah, so. any big – real quick, just just real quick, any fun look-ahead games going into this weekend? I'm South Carolina and Georgia is going to be a fucking massacre, and Carolina's going to be 0-3 to start their year. Well, they did beat Georgia No, I'm State. sorry. Yeah, they, they did beat Georgia State. Um, let me, let me take a look at the week three matchup here. Okay. I love the fact that Youngstown State is going to Kentucky because that's where – what's his name? Uh, where Stoops is from. Oh, damn it. Bama's playing UL Monroe at 4 o'clock, so I will not watch that. Penn State and Auburn. Auburn a three-point dog at home as as of right now. Uh-huh. I love Auburn in that spot. Um, How, BYU okay. Here, here, yeah, BYU-Oregon. Oregon four-point favorite. Here's one that I don't get. Look at that Ole Miss-Georgia Tech line. What is it? 14 and a half. That's a good line. You think so? What's the first? I can't wait to see the first half line on that. Um, because that means it'll, it'll be like six and a half or seven. And then obviously you got Miami Texas A and M night game. Oh Texas yeah, Texas A and M. Texas A and M is a six point favorite. A that nine p.m. start. Nine p.m. Hell yeah, I love those late ones. Stupid. They're the best. Um, oh. <laughs> I mean, I don't love it necessarily, yeah. but it's like I, 
I love when the day is kind of winding down. You're like, oh man, those three thirty games were great. Seven thirty, got to eat some dinner. Hopefully, yeah. it's a good game. On oh, the best game of the day is about to start. Yeah, that's fucking fair. awesome. I love it. Um, okay, well, yeah, should be should be some fun stuff. I'm I'm loving this this Auburn uh, Penn State matchup for a lot of reasons. We'll talk about it this week. Obviously, a reminder: we are going to a um, Sunday and Wednesday now recording, which means the podcast will be out Sunday night, Monday morning, and um, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, moving forward, if that's cool with you guys. And if it's not, sorry. And if you Probably don't know, know, yeah, there you go. True. Um, All right. Oh, well, thanks, man. I appreciate that, William. Grace said your story about your mom had me in the feels. Insane story. I, I was thinking about telling that story again, but I don't – we're good. It's, 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 well, tomorrow will be September 12th anyway. Um, but if, if you guys are looking for any kind of like pick-me-up or inspiration, there's a really good story I posted on my Twitter and Facebook about my mom and September 11th. So there's that. Cool. And it's my daughter's birthday today on September 11th. Yeah. There you go. Well, uh, anyways, thanks for tuning in, guys. we got a lot of people in the live, which is great. Really appreciate yeah, you guys tuning in. Tell your friends. Live is fun because you get in here and mix it up with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't forget, obviously, during the, during the week, uh, we'll remind you, but don't forget to call in and leave us voicemails. 424-430-0045. Save it in your phone right now so yeah. you can have that bitch on speed dial when Texas A&M loses for two Woo. weeks in a row. We can get some of these Texas A&M fans in here. Oh, oh well, let's not go too far. I'll be rooting for okay. A&M in that game, actually. That's, um, that's so, all right, all right guys. Well, guys. for Chris, I'm Tyler. Thanks for tuning in. Go watch House of Dragons. We'll see you soon. Yeah.